You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broadus. Good evening, everybody. Tonight's episode is a big number, number 40. We got special guests that we're going to introduce here shortly, but I'm the host tonight with CC Broadus taking a leave of absence. I believe he's stuck on the side of the road in the ice storm, but he hates to miss it tonight, but he is safe and probably comfortable uh, at his couch or his office, and he's still working. So uh, I also have our, our co-host as well, Alan Schneider. Alan, how are you? Yeah, apparently I'm doing better than CC is. I think he's singing Frozen right now or something right now, building ice castles. But isn't the whole city of Louisville doing that? <laughs> yeah, true. Well, just everybody, all our listeners tonight, we shot episode 39 last week with Joe Paletti. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's really entertaining about how his connection started with Serengeti Empress uh, in, a, in a trainer uh, relationship with Tom Amos. I know those folks have listened to it. We've got a lot of good feedback from that and interaction. So uh, I ask everybody to take a listen to number 39. But tonight is episode number 4-0. We're almost up to my age, Alan. How many more do we got to go to catch you? Uh, 73. Uh, uh, 11. I'll be 51 in a couple of weeks. You got 11 more to get. So let's get somebody good for number 51. Yeah. Not that we've got yeah. somebody good for number 40. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Well, by that time, we'll be close to Keeneland, right? That's, I think we're timing out just right. Way to go. Perfect. Way to go, Mother Nature. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we got some news topics to share. Uh, you know, big news was was the winter storm of uh, 2021. If it's not COVID, it's a winter storm. So we had a big closure. It looks like Oakline issued uh, for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of their card in this holiday weekend. The Bayox Stakes. The Razorback and the Southwest are being rescheduled. I bet that's not real easy. But And I also don't think Oakland's seen 30-degree weather in February. I don't know. Alan, what do you think? Uh, I think they get some, some some rough weather down there. I mean, I'm a Kentucky uh, dude by nature. Uh, but I do hear Arkansas gets kind of rough. It's a shame because they had a really good card this weekend. But Turfway canceled too, but that's not to be unexpected, to be honest with you, with what we got going on right here. But I'm, I'm sure they'll make those races up in a timely fashion. Yep, you bet. And everybody check their website. It looks like they're going to make them up uh, the, the following week, it looks like, will be on the 20th. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to do a handicapping session, I bet, the following week. But we yeah, got a yeah. big card. We got a big card in uh, Fairgrounds this weekend. Uh, I think something called the Risen Star. Anybody ever heard of it? Derby points? I don't know. Alan? Uh, I remember being at, uh, when I was about 17, 18 years old, being at Keeneland for uh, the Bluegrass when Risen Star for Louis Rissell won that race. Uh, so Risen Star is actually always kind of like uh, struck a chord with me, the horse. So I always pay attention uh, to the middle leg of the uh, Louisiana uh, tr- Derby series. So I'm looking forward to the risen star. Yeah. Big points, big fields and fairgrounds. And tonight's special guest, we have two, two, two. Once again, we've got a special combination of an owner breeder uh, and, and somebody that's entered in the risen star as well as their trainer and assistant trainer uh, on the pod tonight. So 
without further ado, I'd like to kind of repeat one of our guest runs tonight through a little audio from our good friend John Dooley at Fairgrounds. They fan across the track. Oh, Bezos fan wide. Oh, dog up the rail as these three rolls turn for home. Half mile at 46.05 seconds. With tomorrow, let's Tate to reel in. But now they're deep in the final furlong and a half. Tate up by three and a half. Whiskey double. Oh, Bezos bearing down now on Tate as they come past the 16th. And there's the Orpoke with Brian Hernandez Jr. Oh, Bezos. Oh. Oh, what a great run by Obezos. That was in the January 17th. Allowance Company, the horse's third start, uh, stretching out just a little bit, I think going six furlongs. And uh, I think the horse posed as soon as the gates broke and took a picture and then decided <laughs> to start running like it has the last couple times. But uh, very, very tough coming down the lane, a heck of a closer, which is always a, a, a fan of me. And tonight we have part of the Connections owner and breeder, uh, we have uh, Mr. Brian Bernard. Brian, how are you doing tonight? Very well, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, a little, little footnote. I've known Brian since freshman year at Trinity High School. So, really? class of 98. Yeah, we go back. We go back. But uh, we, we were, were in a lot of the same classes and up to the same antics back then. But uh, it's been great to see this and to see Brian and his dad and, and breeding some of these horses. So, Brian, are you guys excited? Excited is not exactly the word I'd put it as, Brandon. It's uh, it's a, it's actually a dream potentially coming true. Well, tell us, like, how did you and your dad start into the horse business, and and how did you get to here? Well, my dad's actually been in the horse business pretty much my entire life, and to be honest, as a kid growing up, I found it boring, and then. Excuse me. When I was 14, he forced me to go to the turf club at Churchill and I bet a five dollar bet on a Pat Day horse and he won. And I was hooked ever since. And just from that day forth, I would just tag along and just learn a little bit about racing here and there. And um, since we started our breeding operation, he's been asking me about what sires to choose from and, and things of that nature. So within the past eight years, I'd say I've been actively involved and then coming up as a youngster, you know, just more as a gambling, uh, but always in, in excited about horse racing. Yeah. Just the event of it itself. And, you know, I'll tell the listeners, we started, we reconnected through this horse, I believe, you know, we may have saw each other do something on Facebook or whatnot. And uh, we ended up kind of connecting and, exchanging phone numbers and we started following the horse together and i tell you man it's been really exciting and, and we could tell kind of tell a little bit more about the listeners how did you all name this horse and who's the horse out of and that sort of thing well i'm actually going to give all the credit to my lovely girlfriend heather snyder um he is out of orb by snugs and kisses so we kind of wanted to keep the wordplay going in tradition of uh you know father and and mother so i couldn't think of anything orb and snugs and kisses related and heather was like what do you think of obesos and i was like you know that obeso obesos coming down the strip you know that has a nice little ring to it and the o comes from orb and besos is spanish for kisses and i mentioned it to my old man 
he's going to be mad that I said old man, but uh, dad, I'm <laughs> sorry for that. But um, and he was like, you know what? That does sound pretty good. And I asked Travis what he thought, because Greg and my dad kind of partnered up with this horse and uh, Travis left the uh, due diligence to me and Obeso stuck and the jockey club took it. And here we are today with the name. Yeah. And, and do you guys own the mayor snugs and kisses? Yes. Yes. We're the sole owner of uh, snugs and kisses. Now where, where's snugs uh, based out of right now? The fact that I don't know what farm she's in in Lexington is a sin, but she's, <laughs> she's in Lexington right now with our, uh, we have a new bread, California Chrome and a Kentucky bred California Chrome. Well, that's exciting. Those will be up and coming runners. Uh, so, so tell us, you know, out of the first three starts of this horse, I mean, you know, a lot of it's been a learning process for young horses just to start as two year olds, but now that, that he's three, I mean, what do you, what do you see so far? You know, we, we know he's a deep closer and I mean that, and we've talked about it. It's like the most exciting approach to see in a, in a horse, I think. Uh, but it also gives you a lot of, a heart, uh, heart skips a beat if, if they're not running late, but, uh, how did you all get to where you are today? I mean, I, I honestly, this horse has a lot of his, his older, like our very first cult was by Stormy Atlantic and his name was Transatlantic Kiss. And this horse just ran his heart out every single time, but he kind of yes, had, he, he kind of had the build of a quarter horse and had a little more weight than Obesos does. So I think Obesos just like, he's got that heart of snugs as well as Transatlantic. And I'm just, I think that he definitely has the ability to get a, that distance. I, I mean, just seeing him jog out and the way that Travis has told me when he comes back to the barn after breezes, he's not even blowing, you know, it's like, let's do this again. Yeah. And I tell you this spot, I mean, it's, I think it's a very competitive, it's definitely a deep field. You know, they said, I think you showed me the morning line the other day it was at 12 to one, but you know, you got a you got a couple horses in here that don't have as many starts. You know, they're just starting for the second time. Again, well bred. I mean, there's some big, expensive horses. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to be a, a great race. And uh, I, I, we also want to introduce Travis tonight. Travis, how are you? Everything's good, guys. Thanks for having me. Good. So, where are you stationed at right now, Travis? Say that again. So, where are you located tonight? We are, well, we're at the fairgrounds. We run a little place in the suburbs of New Orleans. Um, We've been coming down here, my dad and I, for probably the last, I've been with him 10 years, I believe, and he's been coming down here uh, 20, 30 years. We're Kentucky Circuit uh, most of the year, and then we come to New Orleans for the winter months. Right. Man, if I would have known you then, I would have hooked up with you. We we ran a couple weeks down there, and. I feel like every time we run, I never see the sun, and it's always raining down in New Orleans. Especially this time of year. The weather, I mean, that's probably going to be a factor this weekend also. They're, it's supposed to start raining tomorrow, and I'm not sure it's going to stop all weekend. Um, but yeah. it, it can certainly happen. There's, It never really gets cold, cold, but it gets in the 40s, 50s, and you're right. There's a lot of gray skies, and... Uh, just with there's so much water down here, if it's in the 40s and 50s, it's freezing. Right. Right. 
Well, did I see you guys put a work in Obezos? Was it a five furlong? Was that recent or is it four? He worked uh, just a just a half really on on Saturday morning, and he he galloped out. He the half we had him in forty eight and change. I think the clockers had him a tick slower. He went forty eight change one on one, and then with ours they they go a half gallop out to five eights, and then we've been just trying to let him gallop out. Uh, especially strong just taking him from the sprint ranks to to the two-turn race and uh he went to three quarters and 114 and kind of as brian alluded to he again coming out of sprints it's a big ask to go from three quarters to a mile and eight but uh the way that he does it you he he kind of in those races he looks like he's just getting going when when they hit the wire and you can get fooled by closing sprinters here and there but uh his works it sure looks like he'll get the distance and he does he gets back in the barn i mean even after going three quarters and 114 and continuing to gallop out the mile he, he it was almost like he hadn't done anything he had been out for a, for a routine gallop so he's he's really really fit yeah, that, that last race we played, you know, on January 17th, I mean, there was a lot of traffic making the turn. There was a wall of horses, and, you know, the horse was patient. And, you know, we want to ask a little bit about Marcelina Pedroza, you know, taking the mount where, you know, Brian has had it for the last three mounts. And, you know, Brian's got a different mount in that race, so we want to talk about that. But when we saw that horse come through, it, it was patient. And then once it saw, like, you know, clear sailing it really really just took off and i mean for to us it looked like the horse had a lot more to go i totally agree and that credit goes to to brian and his father for breeding just a really really sound talented smart horse he's he and again when you're dealing with these next step type thing you're, you're talking full field good quality horses because his mind is a huge asset that we have. And he was able to, again, you're talking a lightly raced horse. That was just start number three. And he, he did. He, he took the dirt. He, he waited. He saw the hole. He kind of burrowed through the hole. And then he just exploded home. He, it was a just a really good education where he was still able to win, which doesn't happen a lot. Right. And, you know, give, and spotting the field, you know, because he always wants to get his photo taken right at the gate. <laughs> yeah, he's not a he's not a bad gate horse or anything like that as far as he doesn't it's not like he's in there thrashing around or doing anything kind of detrimental. But he he has popped out of there a little slow. And if anything, I mean, we, we've been working on it some, but I think he'll just get better as, as he does it. But with anything, the, the stretch out should even... Because, again, those races, those were sprint races, and they came out of there flying. So oh, yeah. As, yeah. You, as you stretch out, they're not going to be leaving as, as fast. And even, I mean, as far as, like, this race goes, I don't I don't envision us being in the in the first group still. I think no. he's just going to break, let the, let the speed roll, and... I just think he'll be able to just kind of take his time, get his feet about him, and sit kind of in that second flight. Yeah. Hey, uh, go ahead, Alan. I was going to ask Travis uh, if it's okay. Um, that debut, see, I remember Obezos very well from his debut at Churchill. And that day, if I'm not mistaken, he ran with another of your Barnes runners, right? It was a cu- uh, uncoupled entry. 
uh, and that uh, debut race at church was a really good field. And he came, the horse broke really slowly. And at about the last, about halfway down the stretch, he took off. I knew the horse was a runner then. And uh, something, I, if I'm not mistaken, I was going back over the PPs uh, before we signed on. He beat the Tampa Bay Derby winner in that race, did he not? He beat uh, Candyman Rocket. Are you aware of that? I was not aware of that. Yeah, go that was a, it was that a loaded was a, field, though, and you're exactly right. He ran, I thought he ran awesome to finish he mid did. Yeah, he he finished with a flourish, and I knew if he went down to fairgrounds, he was going to be tough. And I also know that he's uh, so far he's outperformed the horse, the high horse that sounds a lot like his name, right? Bezos. There's Bob Baffert's Bezos, and there's you guys, old Bezos. And so far, your horse is better so far. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look real great last week. <laughs> we carried the name a little better this week. <laughs> Yeah, but he yeah. did. Uh, that was a ghost liner was in that race, and a Bob's Edge, I believe. It was it was a heck of a, a heck of a competitive field. So no doubt about it, it was, you know, it was pretty pretty impressive. No doubt about it. Your old's cold has been improving at each start. I mean, clearly, if just looking at Equibase numbers, you know, seventy two, eighty nine, ninety four, and I, you know, I think at the, even the last race, once the horse cleared. Brian ended up pulling up a little bit. So, you know, speaking of jocks, so how did how did uh, Marcelina Pedrosa land on the horse? Well, Brian actually did the same thing to us last year. He he rode Fed in his maiden race, and when he in the we'll see when first time out, and when he broke his maiden down at the fairgrounds, and uh, he ended up leaving us for digital last year. And they pretty much did the same thing this year with the Dallas horse. Uh, once once he won the once Obesos won the one X, we pretty much thought we were this is the direction we were going to head. And uh, we talked to Frank Bernice, and that's just kind of I don't know. They just had already had their their plans set, and uh, so then we just wanted somebody because this was probably three weeks ago when we knew we couldn't get Brian and uh, we were just kind of thinking about our options and we wanted, we wanted a jock to be able to get on him a couple of times for the, for the works leading into this race. And we use Marcelino a lot. He's one of the, the top riders in Indiana. He's a, he's a, just a, he's a really probably underrated rider, but he's mm-hmm. a very, very good rider and we feel comfortable with him. And um, just kind of the way it shook out, it just kind of worked out for us. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting if you watch the replays again, and I hope our listeners, if they're big handicappers, will go back through. I'm sure they will and peel through these last five races at fairgrounds. I mean, Obesos on the last race was barely asked. I don't even think I, I never saw the whip, so I, I don't recall it. I could be wrong, but that rally was was furious and and there was a lot left. And, you know, we're looking back. I mean, you're taking the blinkers off and this I think this horse can make the turns. I make the route and get around and you know just sit off the pace. That's what we all want to see. Is that kind of the game plan? Yeah, no doubt about it. He's he's again the, the we talked about the his debut race. It was awesomely impressive to run what do you run sixth? Sixth. And then uh, the day that he won, I still am not totally certain I've ever seen a horse win from that far off of it, even into the turn. I mean, he was right. 15 out of it, I think, in the turn. 
And then, uh, yeah, the, I, I really don't know that he's been asked yet, which to be able to do what he's done so far without really having to be under a, any type of even real urging is a credit to him. But uh, absolutely, we we think he'll be able to take his time. And th- there's plenty of speed in this race. And, um, yeah, I, I obviously the big question is he, he he's never gone gone route of ground yet so he's gonna need to prove that to everybody but he acts he acts like he will and i i really think he will he's just kind of up you know, to him. he'll tell us he'll tell us what how far he wants to go so it, you say it's going to rain this week in the fairgrounds it's probably going to be an off going right if i'm not mistaken you believe it will be i would think so yes well see uh you, I, being by orb uh, wouldn't he should be able to handle it, right? I mean, do you guys think he'd handle the off going? But I mean, Orb won the Derby in the slop. I mean, would be the worst thing in the world, or is that just uh, me guessing at this point? I uh, yes, and again, just with knowing how Transatlantic Kiss was, the brother he I love that on, he would run on anything. He, yeah. he he won a turf race for us, and I I don't know that he even liked the turf or the how it was that day. He just refused to lose, kind of thing, and. Um, I just think that's goes back to the mayor. She just produces runners that run on anything. And I, yeah, I obey. Well, he, he, that first race was in the slop at Churchill. Right. And uh, the, yeah, the, the off the turf race, that was a, a dry track, but I, I think he'll handle just about anything. And uh, yeah, the orb, I think will only help that. And honestly, I don't think the weather will affect us at all. I think Great. it's again, the main question with him is distance and, Whatever the weather is, I think he's smart enough and just well-rounded enough to be able to handle whatever Mother Nature throws at us. Yeah, and hey, Brian, on, on Snooks and Kisses, I mean, this horse is, you talk about a hard knocker. 32 starts, 12 finish, you know, 12 first, two seconds and seven thirds, you know, going back to 2009, covering to 2013. How did you all end up getting this mare? Um, my, my dad bought half of snugs and kisses from a trainer named carl potts and they owned her 50 50 for a while and then my dad after a race or two um because carl potts has a had to tend to his daughter and he wanted to get rid of the horse and needed some money so my dad bought him out and then from there she just uh we gave her to steve margolis she won a fifteen thousand claimer and he thought that was all that she could do. And we shipped her out to Arizona. She won the Kachina Handicap back-to-back. And then that's when we gave her to Tom Amos. And she came back in the Churchill, Louisiana circuit and then just went ham. Yeah. And that, that was probably 2011, 2012. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that if that mayor can get along of any ground, Obezos has already showed running slop, it can run in dirt, you know, who knows, maybe turf, but I, I don't know, that's a big transition, but uh, yeah, I mean, come this Saturday, we're all going to be work, rooting for you guys, and, and, and definitely watching the race, I, we're supposed to race our horse, but I, I don't know what the, what we're going to end up doing, it's all based on the condition of the, of the track that day, and it should all be interesting, are you guys, Brian, are you going down there? Yeah, I'm flying out of uh, Nashville at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning and arriving in Louisiana about 10:30. Whoa, uh, that sounds exciting! 
<laughs> Why on the net? Is it just a better connector and just direct? And well, when you leave it up to your old man and he's just booking flights left and right, and, and, <laughs> and he, he was, he's like, I'm buying you a flight. Obesos is winnings, and I'm like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Not that I couldn't afford it on my own, but when your horse keeps winning, and there you go. But, uh, so who are the guess, partners on Obesos right now? Uh, it's Bernard Racing and Tag Team Racing and West Point Thoroughbreds. Okay. Got it. Hey, I, I got a question for both you guys because this, this is a possibility. I mean, we're here in February right now, and, you know, the Risen Star is just one step towards a bigger goal. But what would it be like, you know, you know, it's a little early. I don't know if this horse would make it in the gate on the first Saturday of May. What would that be like? Or is that just too far off to think about it? Well, I mean, for me, where we're at right now is this is the biggest race of Bernard Racing history. Yeah. Any of the horses that we've bred. And my dad and I never thought we'd ever be in this opportunity. So just to be even in a derby prep race is a huge honor. And all credit goes to Travis and Greg Foley for getting him to where he's at as well. But um, if we start on the first Saturday of May, I like I, I don't have – there's not a word I guess I could use to, to say like how would it like my, what my feelings would be. I got an idea what it'd be like. It'd be amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, it, absolutely. But I'm just saying like, it, like that's almost shortchanging, you know, like that's been my dad and I's dream since we've started breeding horses and to have one that we bred at this point, you know, with the possibility it's, it's amazing. And, 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 tra- and I was just going to say, I couldn't be happier to have Travis and Greg there training the horse as well. Yeah, uh, Travis, uh, I mean, I know you guys were there last year with Major Fed. And uh, you guys had other derby starters off the top of my head? Or is that, is Major that, Fed that's, the only, that's the only one. Well, you guys are a ton of winners and stuff. So it would be a little special for you guys. I mean, again, far off down the road, a lot of things can happen between now and then. But if he were able to step in the gate, I'm sure this would be – that would be amazing, would it not? It is – it's almost undescribable. And it's – I mean, I've been with Dad 10 years. We've been doing it a lot, a long time with a lot of great clients, great horses. We spend a lot of money buying buying horses every year. It's just so hard to get there. And it's yeah. – I mean, Dad is as good of a horseman as there is in the world. Yes, I think. he is. And, yes, he is. He truly is. And just like for me, just to be able to take him, to, for him to be able to, because pretty much you go to dinner with somebody, everybody wants to talk to the horse trainer just because it's such a weird job. And they're just like, oh, oh, did you win? Did you rent, have you won the Derby? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah. no. Have I you, won a bunch of other things that you haven't heard of, but trust right. me, they were important. <laughs> and then it's like, well, have you ran in the Derby? No, and it's just kind of like that's the only thing that anybody even really understands about horse racing. It's just it's to be able to get there is is the pinnacle of basically our sport. I mean, you're right. We've won graded graded stakes, just hundreds of races, it tracks all over the place. But for us to be able to just be in it, especially being from Louisville, it was really really special, and just having 
you just feel not only for our family, but there were just so many people that were cheering for us. Just the whole and last year as screwed up as the whole year was. It just seemed like we were in and then we weren't in and then we had he had to run, you know, get, just they kept changing the point system and everything else. There were just so many highs and lows of it basically was a 10 month kind of derby trail last year it just yeah. seemed like it was never ending so for us to finally make the gate and obviously we we, we weren't happy with the effort i mean i we, we thought we could hit the board anyway and just i did too he was close <sighs> to the pace in that race he's close to the I, pace i thought I maybe that I was by know. design that was definitely not by design i, don't okay, know. I was i was wondering <laughs> it was yeah i mean we were basically just wanting to kind of gallop around a mile and then run home. And I mean, pretty much Mr. Big News took the trip we were wanting. Yes. And he yes. ran third. And I was, I don't know if he was a little keyed up coming out of there and then he got in tight and just James kind of couldn't, couldn't wrangle him back to where he wanted him to be. But, uh, it, yeah, well, we were again, disappointed with how we ended, but it was, it's all. It's just. There's no no other way to describe just the feeling of how awesome it is, and just again, just the the love you feel from the state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville, and just all your family and friends, and just to be. I mean, we're a. I mean, we're not small time by any means, but just financially speaking, we're not near on the level of. Chad Brown. The right, yeah. just all of those guys. They they spend millions and millions each year and they sometimes don't get there so for us to be able to do it on our budget was just really special and just it just for our family and everything it was it was just a great just a great year well you know so if somehow you guys can get old Bezos in the starting gate this year it'll be your first horse starting in the derby on the first saturday in may as opposed to the first saturday in september correct uh <laughs> the Beatles yeah, for sure. Ho- hopefully, we can have some fans in for that Hell walkover. Yeah. The walkover was a little quiet. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. But all you guys are together walking your horse over in front of 160,000 people. I mean, I know we won't get 160, but we can dare to dream, right? We can dare to dream. I might have yeah. a stroke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't we'll, we'll take 30. Take 30, and it still feels like two. Yeah, we'll take thirty and put them on the on the area on the uh, area where the walkover comes, so you can feel like there's one hundred and sixty thousand people. There we go. I'll yeah. take it. it. It's a big difference in horse racing all along. If there, there if there's no fans and you're running, it still feel it could be a grade two, three, one, and you don't have the fans. It's just not the same. But uh, you know, until you I, catch sure, the check. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> but. That's the one aspect of racing that's been missed due to COVID, and I hope we get it back soon. 100%. Hey, Brian, so so who do you have else running out of uh, Snugs and Kisses? Do you guys have anything else that we should, our listeners should take a follow and and pay attention? Well, uh, 6% is out of, uh, excuse me, Central, out of Central Banker. He's with Mike Maker in New York. He's on... uh, we gave him a two-month rest, and he should be back, I think, at, in April, going shipping back to New York. He's in uh, Shelbyville, Kentucky right now, just re- getting some R&R. Is he a three-year-old or a four-year-old? Four-year-old. Four-year-old. Oh, Gilman. okay. Okay, good. So then they'll be making back to the track here and get past this weather 
not before long. Will, will the horse have an opportunity to train at Keeneland and race at Keeneland? No, no, he's a New York bred. We're going oh, to ship him back up to ship him back up to Maker's Barn in New York. Make that money. Make that money. Gotcha. I got you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Well, Travis, do you have anything for our listeners to kind of follow? I know we're going to follow you this this coming Saturday. Do you have any other entries for the, the weekend that we should pay attention to? Uh, yes, we do. Again, it's kind of weather dependent. Um. We've got a couple of fillies in a in a turf sprint tomorrow that could they're they're actually uh, coupled in in a race tomorrow. They could run well, but probably going to be a just terrible racetrack tomorrow. So it just depends on I guess what you're how you're playing on that type of a deal. But uh, we've got uh, actually Saturday we've got a filly first time and she's she looks she could run well. And we've got, I don't know if you're familiar with Bango, but he's a... Oh, I love Bango. Oh, he's Bango. A, he's a One solid... One of my horses, brother. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid, solid kind of overnight stake type. And he's kind of painted down at fairgrounds just in a corner because they don't really write dirt sprints for, for older horses. And he's, it's, he's actually in the turf sprint. So, um, uh, that he's done it before. He rode yeah, the turf one he, other time, didn't he? Yes, he did. He ran um, just kind of in a wide open allowance at Churchill, a three-year-old yep. wide open allowance, and uh, he popped a little splint uh, during that race. And he looked like he was going to run run well till kind of the eighth hole. So I think he'll handle the turf. Just it was he had that little little issue kind of to pop up during the race. But uh, yeah, so if that happened to rain off, that wouldn't be horrible. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think he can handle it. And, yeah, uh, Bango reigned against Nashville, if I'm not mistaken, on Breeders' Cup Day at Keeneland. He did, and I, to tell you the truth, I, I, my brother works for Asmussen, and I was telling him that Nashville was going to have to run to beat him, and I don't know, he just didn't really fire that day. He ran fourth that day, but he kind of got banged in the gate, and he, he didn't really ever really run his race, and. um but then he came back and ran huge in a three other than and, at Churchill. And Churchill. And and uh he's he's a nice colt. He is he uh I remember at Turfway last I think it was last spring, might have been on uh Ruby's Jeff Ruby Stakes Day. It he, was, uh, was. He yes, he won the Animal, him. Animal Kingdom. I Animal Kingdom. Might have set the track record. I mean, he's close. Yeah, he's and, he's a really, really solid colt. And then he came back in, in the fall at Churchill. It was a r- one hell of an allowance race. And he set some blistering fractions in company. And they couldn't catch him. I mean, he just kept going and kept going. Bengals a very, very nice horse. So I'm glad to see him. I'll be keeping my eye on him as well. Yeah, he's, again, we'll, we're going to try him on the turf one more time. And uh, mainly just because there really isn't any other place for him here. But, uh and then get him set, depending on how that goes. Again, because I, th- I thought he was going to run well on it that day at Churchill. Um, uh, for our listeners, real quick, this is an angle, by the way, that I have. This is a, a wagering angle that I use. And you tell me if I'm wrong about this, Travis. But okay. I, one of my wagering staples is to bet the Foley barn, particularly early in the Churchill meet, because it seems like you guys rest up and prep for the Churchill meet and you fire your best shots early on. Am I wrong about that? Or is that just something I've lucked into on occasion? No, I think, I think you're right. I mean, Churchill's Churchill's home and uh, just the way the year plays out. It's, 
you kind of have to pick your spots of when to kind of take a little breather and lighten up on them a little bit. And I mean, like a horse like Obesos, he's kind of obviously you, you see why you need to get him cranked up. Yeah. There. But like a lot of a lot of horses, it's just a, it's a good time to give them a little breather. And uh, and we're not big Keeneland guys. We'll run a few there. Right. But, uh, so we'll leave here kind of into March, early April, and then we'll just kind of give them a fresher. And then a lot of people will be shipping to Keeneland and running hard there. And then ours are, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pointing to those spots and a lot of, a lot of our horses are just fresh and happy and ready to go and not kind of tired. Like probably a lot of other people that are focusing on just different places. Yeah. I've always felt that it's like you guys leave the fairground to get that brief freshening. It seems like that 30 to 60 day deal. And then you hit that first two, three weeks at Churchill and, and you fire and it has not went unnoticed. And personally, my bank account and my wallet have appreciated in the past. So that's just a little angle for people to keep an eye on. Uh, the road. Usually people are cussing me. I, I like the praise on the bank account helps. You know, <laughs> I, I love the Foley barn. It goes for uh, Vicky too with the Hawk Creek hustle, right? Oh yeah. I got into that winter circle picture with them and, Man, it was a great single on the day, if I remember. Just just awesome day at Churchill last time. Those girls yeah. are wild. <laughs> yeah, I've got some pictures. It was a good time, and they're super fun. I mean, the whole time was great. But, uh, yeah, yeah great we've all been big followers of the Foley Barn and love to have you guys back on the podcast. And uh want to wish Brian and the connections with Obesos on a big, big opportunity this coming Saturday. Brian, any last remarks? Brian, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I hit mute again. I, go, baby, go. <laughs> That's a great comment it. to end on there. Hey, we wish you the best of luck, Brian. We really do. We're gonna be pulling for you, pal. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us on. And Travis as well. And uh, if I make it down there and and we end up we end up parting that race, I gotta ask the missus if I can split to come fly down there. I'm not gonna be flying <laughs> down to Nashville, but I'll be I'll be coming out of Louisville Saturday for. I think we're race nine that day in the house stall. But, I mean, if they're off the turf, we're definitely going to run on the dirt. I know that. Yeah, so. he has dream of, dream a little dream of you. So, uh, that horse loves the off going. Yeah. We've, we've well, been lucky. Yeah, look, look been, me up. Yeah, we've been lucky so far. But uh, tonight we want to just thank our guests and Alan Schneider, co-host, to being on. And hopefully Craig digs himself out of the ditch and the ice, ice ring he's in <laughs> at home. We'll check on him later and report back on the Facebook page. But tonight we want to thank again uh, Mr. Brian Bernard and Mr. Travis Foley for joining us. Big opportunity in the Risen Star on Fairgrounds Saturday. So thank you all for listening and have a good night.